Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I'm here with Andrew Collin, Carlisle Forrester. It's Wednesday. Andrew's spinning the ball like a globetrotter. <laughs> That's what they call <laughs> oh, me. Oh, you love sports. You got a tennis racket there. You got a, b- a basketball, a little uh, new putter behind you. Oh, new putter, Scotty Cameron. It's, it's going to change everything. <laughs> Not at all, actually. Is that your guess- real license plate? Huh? Is that your real no, license plate? No, he bought plate it offline. I bought it offline. Okay. Black market. Uh, <laughs> wait a second. This putter, can I guess the price? No, don't. Three seventy six. I don't want to talk about it. Honestly. I can't. Just come on. No, because wait, what kind of putter? If I ever is it? ask for a raise, you'll you'll say, "Oh, I paid you plenty because you got that." What's putter. what's um <laughs> what's the what, what's the brand? What what's the special about it? It's a Scotty Cameron. Uh, you know the c- casino we did? They actually gave me one, but it wasn't oh. like this. This is a mallet putter, which is a straight back, straightforward putter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, legend. It's uh, it's it's top of the line. It's new. Um, kind of like a uh, futuristic feel mm. with a traditional touch. Right. And it so was... about 4.30. Exactly. 
<laughs> oh Googled my it. god! <laughs> For a dollars. No, this is the thing. All right, it's gonna change. Everything. My bag is complete now. Those little lighthouses don't stand a chance with those little <laughs> sp- twirling. Uh, <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> yeah, that alligator that clomps down his mouth up and down, and he has the little hole in his mouth, and you Look, try to get it in. If you could pub, those windmills. If you yeah. could pub fighting an alligator, mm. you know how easy it is on the course. That's mm. those little mounds that are on the sides <laughs> that kind of make it so it goes like boop boop. <laughs> when you do it, all those all those men that are on those like first dates, oh man, they're gonna fucking get hard, and they're gonna come, they're gonna pre ejaculate just looking at your putter before their date ends. Just Here's trying to the- think of other things that happen on a putt putt course. Those families <laughs> on vacation in Branson, or the one cool kid that that hits it like a like a driver and it goes into the water. Oh my god, that guy is. So, so cool. sexually frustrated. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's the one that like doesn't have a girl with him, and he's like pissed off. You know, like the the kid in your group that of friends was me that causes <laughs> mayhem. Yeah, yeah. And, like has uh, you know punches things and is just jumping off things. Is it like the jackass of the group? That's always the guy that's like not getting laid. Yeah, it's the fifth wheel. It's the guy yeah. that's like fine. I'll come to dinner, but I'm gonna put some straws in my nostrils. Yes, <laughs> and everyone goes like, I love you. He's the best. He's like my little brother. Uh, Oh, yeah. God. Oh, my You're God. You're cute. He's oh. really cute. That's yeah. what girls would describe me when I was so small. Like, oh, Andrew, you're so cute. And I'm like, fuck you, man. I'm fucking, I'm a Rottweiler. You know who I have the biggest crush on that I, like, can't handle it? Houdini? Um, <laughs> no, who is so cute. And I'm wondering, like, would I, I think. Wait, wait, give I us wanna, guesses. Let's I guess. I want to go for this type of guy. Like, I mean, I, I have a boyfriend right now, but, like. Oh. And he, well, he's. It's not official. Oh. <laughs> it's not official. <laughs> Sparkles, your lover. No, your he's companion, not my boyfriend yet. He hasn't asked partner. me to be his girlfriend. So Come I'm on. Whoa! Then you're just throwing it out there. I mean, I always do this, and that's how we be, end up together. I mean, it's Carlisle this morning was I'm like the one Nikki. It, yeah, he's your boyfriend. It's like that it, is your boyfriend. Stop with this. Yes, it, he definitely is. Yeah, he he is for sure. I mean, but he hasn't said it yet, and so I think that. I, and he knows based uh, he knows that he has to be the one to ask me this time. So I guess I sh- shouldn't be saying it already. Maybe you should go to Putt Putt where it becomes official. Oh my God. It's, oh, that's where a boy asks you to go out. On the fifth hole. He's yeah. like, let me help you with your stroke. And also, will you be will my you lover forever? Yeah, and then you, you don't talk the rest of the day. Yeah. You just, tell, you just hang out with your girlfriend. Because he realizes you're unathletic and that your breeding would but be terrible. But you never really like ask. I mean, did you full out ask? I got on a your... knee. Yeah, I got on a knee. <laughs> no, you I got. I, oh my her God. I, I pretended to get on a knee on the beach in Florida, and that's not a fun joke, apparently. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's so annoying. You really did that? And it was Christmas, Andrew. <laughs> I'm Jewish. Oh. oh that was, what did she do? Huh? You really got she said yes to never talking to me that day. <laughs> <laughs> How did you do it? I don't understand. Like it, it was just like a joke. In like the I didn't get fully on my knee. I was just like, Brenna, turn around, and like I was pretending to get on. Oh <laughs> my god. god! Were you alone? No, my whole family was. <laughs> oh my god! No, 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 no they weren't. <laughs> no, I just thought that was funny. Like they're filming. Chris and I always used to do photo photos where we would be. Um, like at a wedding where they have like a photo, you know, like you a photo booth kind of thing. Oh yeah. And we would do a series where he, we would be like, st- like <laughs> taking pictures, and then the next one would be him being like, getting down on one knee, and me being like, oh my god, and then 
he fi- and then he comes up and he finds a nickel and he's like, yes! And I'm just like, mm. <laughs> and it's just like me sad at a wedding. I mean, that would oh, be good. So if fun. He, that's actually a really good, I know, no, but a good really- way of getting, like, if you don't want to, like, if you have no friends that can take the photo, go to a photo booth if you're going to get engaged. You know what I mean? Because you always want it. Like, Oh, yeah. That's, you know, we've talked about that before. What were you saying, though, about your boyfriend before we got Oh, it? Oh, the guy that I'm like, I think oh, he's that you have so a crush adorable. On. It's a character on a show. Well, you're famous for liking the guy from Veep. Yeah, and he's the, this is the opposite of the guy from Veep. We're Wait, watching Ricky show. Gervais. No, not Ricky Gervais. <laughs> We're watching Afterlife. Have you ever seen Afterlife? I've seen the first two seasons. It's oh, so I good. Love it so much. So good. Very yeah, dark. We're watching yeah. the. F- uh, I think we're on the second season now, but we've watched it all in like. Where one... he kills his wife? Yeah. The second no, season? Is that where he has a flashback? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He gives his wife too much heroin. Oh, you like his friend <laughs> that lives in the garage? No. Oh. No, 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 no. What Wait, character? the boss. The dog? Yes. Yeah, oh, the dog. my God. He's so cute. I don't know. I can't. I got to pinch. I don't look him He's up. like a, um, he's just like, he's just struggling to be a good husband. And like, he's so sincere <laughs> and he's sweet. He's, he's his brother-in-law. Okay, let me see. You know, like, and he's, he's the boss. Let me look him up. How old is he? I have no idea. I mean, I haven't. This isn't like a crush enough for me to like Google him, but I am like, oh my god! Like he is, he's I, he's my first like celebrity crush or like not even like character crush, and for so long because his really? character is just so sweet and sincere. I mean, do like you know his name? His name all, is though. Tom Baston. B a s d e. Oh, Tom Baston. He kind of looks like an ugly Gosling. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like uh, like Gosling, if oh, he looks yeah, cute. he's yeah. so hot. Yeah, I knew we could get it together. I knew that guy could get it together. He looks yeah. like Gosling's brother who became a professor. He's just a door. <laughs> I think it's that just role he's in, and yeah, the role isn't a guy that's like a sexual dynamo, but like, um, he also seems <laughs> like someone who would be like, um, who you could like teach, right? And I think that my quasi boyfriend exudes a lot of the same qualities as him as being like a good person and like trying to help people and like he's just like means well and like I think I don't know but I he's just, way cuter than that guy oh I know I mean the guy that guy's not it's not even the guy's look so much as the guy's like personality he's not ugly I mean look at him here I mean, he's that's just a good adorable looking, in yeah. it he's like a good dad and he like st- he stands up for what's right and he's just um yeah I think I, I and it's I just have a slight crush on that character I used to be obsessed with Jim from The Office when oh, I was like, yes, you and yeah. ninety million. Women, oh my god, it's the same kind of he's thing. He's the Taylor Swift of crushes. Like, yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, when will he get with? It's always the struggling guy that girls are like, oh, he would be the best boyfriend because he's trying so hard. Yes. But then, like three months in, he's like not cleaning up, you know, his own dishes, and he's like, I never loved him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we put so much on the guy that's struggling. Well, these are characters. I know. You know, and I think that's... Oh, are you talking about him in real life? No, John uh, Krasinski in real life, not a fan. Uh, I just think he's... I, he's one of those guys that, like, thinks he's funny but isn't. His SNL no offense. was, like, Damn. terrible. He got, like... He's a he great got really actor. jacked. He tried to... He's trying to do the uh, the guy from... Um, whatchamacallit? Parks and Rec. I want his character. Oh, uh, do, 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 that stupid Christian. <laughs> <laughs> He's hilarious. Christian that guy's Rich? actually hilarious. He is very funny. But, but it, his his Jesus stuff is really irritating. It's a lot. 
Um, and he was really nice. I met him once and hung out with him for like a whole afternoon. And he can't was awesome. We can't remember his name. Um, yeah, anyways. it's Galaxy Galaxy Guardians. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he was friends with the raccoon. And He's the really jack guy. Everyone knows who we're talking about. What's Chris his name? Pratt? From Parks and Rec. Huh? Chris Pratt. Yes, yeah, Chris Pratt. 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 Yeah. Pratt so, so John's trying to get to Chris Pratt. Him. What? My friend went to high school with him. Oh yeah. And she said even then she knew he was going to be like a huge star. Yeah. <sighs> People always Your say that. Your friend predicted it. <laughs> friend knew. It's responsible. It's funny. They either know that they're going to be a big star or they, or they never, never knew. Thought. They never <laughs> knew he'd be a killer. There's no one that's just like, ah, I mean, you can do it if you want. Yeah. 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 I never really. I saw no, nothing but everything yeah. at the same time. Um, but I yeah, feel bad so talking shit about But it's the characters I fall in love with because What it, made you have a what, crush on him though? Um, Who? Oh and I loved Chris Pratt's character in Parks and Rec Oh my god I was obsessed with him And Ari Plaza getting together And then I lost interest in that show As soon as the couples get together I'm out Ross and Rachel I'm out It's your favorite Pam and uh uh, what's his name? It's the build-up. Jim, I'm out. You're queen of build-up. And I don't, I'm not interested after the, when the crush is revealed, hottest thing ever, afterwards, don't care. Like, they're together, what's 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 to watch here? What's to tune in for? Must-see TV. Yeah, I don't really want to go see, see them go to couples therapy. Like, that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, even that, that conversations of a marriage, what was that? Scenes of a oh, scenes marriage? of a marriage. Yeah. That one. Oh gosh, that was draining. Will they? Won't they? That was just like, won't they? Won't they? Won't they? Oh god, that show. I got to get back to it though because I do want to inject a little bit more realism into my TV watching in terms of like relationships mm. to stop. Meaning- because I just think that uh, I'm rom com. Like I'm, my life is a rom com, and as yeah. soon as it gets stable, I try to destabilize it. So that I'm pining and that I'm chasing someone or someone's chasing me or like it's will we, won't we, or it's like secretive or I just love the, I totally. love a crush. You love a montage of the guy running through the streets yeah, to and, come find you. And then once he gets there, you're like, oh, it's never really into it. No, no, no. We embrace and we're in the <laughs> yeah, rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm just like. Mm. I'm the same way. I mean, I think partly because like I didn't see it in my parents. So like where did I see it is on TV. Yeah. You know, that's where. <laughs> So especially our generation, I've, there was just so many movies where the guy was just like, "Will they or won't they?" And he's gonna do everything he can to get to her. And yes. then once they're together, they finally found. Did you have happiness. character crushes though? Like, did you either oh, of you like yeah. have crushes on characters, you, and then you look up the actor and you're like, "No thanks." You hung out with my very first character crush in Hawaii. Woody Harrelson, Wilson. baby. Oh, oh yeah. man, remember That's a that good movie, one. Indecent Proposal? Oh wow! Yes. Where he lets his wife bang Robert Redford. Wait, listen, for that's kind of the same guy that I have a crush on in this afterlife. Kind of like the the cuck. Yeah, like he's just so in love with her. And I was a kid, right? So I didn't even understand the whole one night thing in Indecent Proposal. Like, like what that meant? I, yeah, I was just like, it's one night. What's the They're big deal? They're just gonna play Scrabble and talk and go to <laughs> dinner and fight like my parents. on this boat. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna he just wants to slow dance dock. with her. Yeah, like what's the big deal? I really did not get that they were having sex. Oh boy. Well, it wasn't That's just hot. It's I not just one night that. when it's you get picked up a in a movie. helicopter and a guy in a tuxedo with a billion dollars. Like it is just one night, but that's like the Quite most a night. Am- Yeah, yeah, you can't compete with that. Don't ruin it for me. I forget how that movie ends. And I'm it guessing so she goes good. to Woody he kills her. because he kills her. Um Woody is <laughs> Ricky Gervais kills her. <laughs> that's a good character crush. It is so Oh, uh, he was so he he's, he's like, I don't know, for some reason guys 
can think he's hot too because it's still manly to think he's hot. Mm. Like there's certain guys <laughs> where like guys are like, yeah, he's fucking hot because you want to be him. Yes. Remember when they him. finally got That's the, the way money? I feel about women too. They finally <laughs> win the money in, in I Vegas. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. It's from 91. I don't care. I still haven't seen it in a while. I wasn't allowed to watch it when I was a little kid because my parents had boundaries. Um, we my, had it on a VHS tape <laughs> written in like my eight-year-old handwriting in decent proposal. Oh Let's be honest, you still have eight-year-old handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do. I do too. I write like I'm like seven and dyslexic. Did you have a character crush, uh, Dawson? I mean, just, just, just <laughs> Pacey. I was more Pacey boy. Yeah. Oh, I loved Pacey. I met him in real life. Oh, god damn it. Yeah, and then things change. No, I... I mean, boring shit. Kelly Kapowski, obviously. Oh, yeah. I was obviously. obsessed with Zach Morris. Oh, my God. I remember you guys had her on uh, You Up. Yeah, we did. So you met your crush. I never what met her. I wasn't like? there that day. Oh, man. But I do remember, like, like uh, I'm trying to think who else. Like, I've met a, a lot of my crushes, actually. Zach Morris holds up. What a nice guy. But Mark. he's not nearly as hot as he was, right? I mean, he's like, no, he's hot still. Yeah. Yeah, he's still just that, like, it's the friendliness and, like, the... I like his his voice. Everything just melded together for me. And so when it came back around, I mean, he's older, but he's not. He's not. None of these people are their character. They're all actors, and actors yeah. are not. Heather that Locklear. About, oh, Heather Laura's Locklear place? was like, and then you found that. out she was like fucking like the drummer from or like Tommy Lee, and you're like, who is? She? Was she <laughs> ever really that nice girl? You're like, was like she you, nice on Melrose Place? Well, no, she was just hot and like. Not innocent, but just you put that on her because she's so perfect looking. Yeah. So then you're like, how could she fuck this drummer? Were you ever like a Pam Anderson guy? Of course. I mean, yeah. It's so funny. Tommy Lee fucked all these women. (laughs) Wait, Noah, did you have any celeb or like character crushes? Um, I used to watch a lot of like like family sitcoms like step by step or I loved step by step. Topanga. Same. Topanga. Yeah. So like the step by step, the older brother, he was like a jock. Oh yeah, he was like a dumb dummy. Yeah, like that, a like, doofy. Lived in the like <laughs> yeah, in the trailer yeah, in the yeah. yard. There was always a Cody. guy that lived like in Cody. the yard in these shows. Cody. <laughs> you liked Cody. That's so funny. Was a character I named liked Boner Steve. or something? Yeah, Boner was. Um, <laughs> he Char- passed away. But, yeah, his name was. Um, uh schneider fuck what is his last name i forget his name god damn it i feel bad i used to like know him he was um he was a producer on never not funny oh he's jimmy pardo's brother-in-law gotcha um he is great oh my god i used to love him on that show i'm sorry i forget his name it's just eluding me right now no what about the uh 90210 guys Oh, oh AK forty seven oh, yeah. is what he called him. Andrew Koenig. Sorry, isn't his name? What was it? Oh. I was too young for. I've met all of those guys. Really, Luke when Perry. You used to work I got <laughs> hide or whatever. No, random places. Luke Perry. I met uh, R.I.P. Before he died. Oh yeah, he died. Yeah, yeah. he passed away, and oh. he was actually in Manhattan yeah. Beach. Like <laughs> Noah just found. I know. I'm he so died. sorry. <laughs> sorry for the spoiler, Noah. Yeah, yeah don't don't ruin indecent proposal. Mean Dylan but Harry is dead. <laughs> yeah, Did he yeah. die at the end of indecent proposal? Is this how we find out? From natural causes. Mm. If you remember, for any of the 90210 fans, 
Tommy Lee. Uh, during the college yeah. years, Kelly and Donna lived in this house on the beach. Mm-hmm. And they said it was Malibu, but it was really in Manhattan Beach or like Hermosa Beach, one of those. And I was down there on the 4th of July and Luke Perry was like hanging out like, of July. outside of this house. Like he was just like waiting to be recognized. Yeah. Like me and my friend asked him, we were like, oh my God, can we take a picture with you? And he was like... Yeah, like he had just been standing out there doing it all day. Oh, fuck yeah! Oh, can we? Can you bring that photo up? Um, and then what about on my phone? This is a printed photo. So Jason Priestley, I met at the gas station that was on Fairfax (laughs) and Sunset. If anybody, if you know it, you love it. A lot of celebrities. You love it. (laughs) No, I've seen many celebrities at this gas station. But another true. The the celebrities do based on Us Weekly. I do know that they pump gas just like us. Whoa! Yeah, there's no like celebrity gas station. They gotta go. (laughs) The first seven dollars. They get and the rest of it. What do they do? They just look at it and. It fills up. <laughs> they get Omicron from the pump just like us. <laughs> so wait, so what did you do with Priestley? Did you go okay, up to him? So Priestley tried to do like a bit because again, I had a friend in town and I was like, oh my God, can we take a picture of you? And he was like, yeah. Or I was like, can you take a picture? That's what I said. And he said, yeah, you two get together. And he like took oh, the camera. Oh, that is and I was like, no, we want you in it. And it was this was back in the days of like, uh, like disposable. a disposable camera. Yeah. And we went to take it, and it was out of oh, film. Oh, it just goes crazy. Oh. Yes, and, and it was just cranking forever. And he goes, oh, nice try. And then, like, handed it to me and said, nice oh. try. Like, I knew. And I really thought there was one left. Oh, he thought you were getting punked? You punked him? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I would say I was more of a... A Dylan, I mean, he. I thought he was hotter than Jason Priestley. Jason I never Priestley watched was. It. Like, okay, you, and you then never watched Nine and Two and I was too young. I feel like though I was just on out, the cusp. Yeah. One I, more, just to round this out. I met Ian Ziering. Oh my oh, god! I saw Ian Ziering one time at Action Park. And by the way, I think it's Ian. It's Ian. Yeah. But uh, anyway, <laughs> he came to a Supernova Comedy where I work and saw a show. And wow! Did you get a picture? No, I, was you out of film? Your phone was battery dead. No, I was like working and I was busy, but uh, my, he came with my friend and she was like, "Who hey, is visiting do, in town? Do you know? <laughs> no, she's local from Fairfax." And she was like, "Do you know I? You, know you love it. Do you know I? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, <laughs> like hi, I've known you from my whole life. I am legend. Yeah." <laughs> I think it's Ian Legend. Oh, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> we got to go to break. We have more celebrity sightings coming up right after this. Andrew! Coming! Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. 
It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always gonna have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the show. Um, We're talking about seeing celebrities. Wait a second. I just want to say that um, I thought of Sharknado when she talked about 
Ian Ian Zan. Yeah, yeah. And I just read this thing about Tara Reed. Oh my god, I have a good Tara Reed story. Really? Well, not that good, but just saw her in Eos in Croatia. Anyways, go ahead. What go is ahead. it? What did you? What was she doing? Not Eos, Havar in Croatia. Mm. This was in the prime. Remember when she had like about four months where everyone was like completely shitting on her because she was too much of a party animal? F- Fourteen years. Yeah. Oh, her was whole it that life. long? Yeah, that's like, the article I read. Out? Yeah. No, it came out one time and everyone was like so mean and she got a botched liposuction. Yeah. So she had all these weird rivets on her stomach and she just had bad plastic surgery and people attacked her for it. Merciless. Like she never did anything wrong. She was like, I always yeah. show, I always showed up on time for things. I never was like a party animal who got too drunk and like got a DUI. I never got arrested. I never did any, I never passed out anywhere. And yet she was the f- the face of all of this like bad behavior from girls. I think because be- her tit fell out on the red carpet no, one no, fucking time. Because her role in American Pie, she was the good girl who was losing her virginity. And then it's mm. like it's almost like the Donald Trump thing of like if you're always an asshole, no one cares. But if you go from this character of being perfect to this to fucking It's like Lindsay Lohan. Like oh, we thought you were this But Lindsay Lohan was like addicted to drugs. Yeah, like, yeah. Remember when she dated well, Samantha Tara Reed Watson? was really fucked yeah. up a yeah. lot. I think. I mean, no. She. I mean, she was probably she partied, but the thing is, she got that show on E that was like that's where I t- saw her. Paradise. She was filming that, and she said that did not help because <laughs> I was over there and they were making me into this party girl, and I'm not. Like I, I partied like the most people did in that time. Like not, not more, not less. Yeah. And she was just like a. I saw her at Union Station in St. Louis. They were doing um. The search for the VJ. Remember MTV? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It was the second year. It was when Dave Holmes was in the run. He lost to uh, Jesse Camp. Jesse Camp. Jesse Camp, man. Yeah. He lost to Jesse Camp, who is probably camping under a bridge right now. That would be a good <laughs> Halloween costume for you. Jesse Camp would be a great yeah. Halloween yeah, costume. Yeah, oh my god, it'd be such a throwback. <laughs> Dude, that was such a fun time yes. in MTV. It was. Right? Where a normal person you mean before could be ridiculousness. Plucked. <laughs> yeah, before ridiculousness <laughs> all the time. But it used to be so cool. They would, if you're a young person, they would search for a VJ, which was like the coveted spot on MTV, which was like you were one of like the hosts of MTV. And there were like five of them at a time. And they would look for a regular person that plucked out of obscurity, no professional, uh, you know, mm-hmm. someone that d- had never been on TV. And you'd apply and they'd send in tapes. It was kind of like the real world. And they'd make you a VJ, and it was like the hunt for. And they would do this competition. It was so freaking fun. Yeah. And Dave Holmes, who you probably know from everything, um, he was the runner-up, and Jesse Camp won. But I went to the where they were doing the search in St. Louis because my dad was worked in cable, and so he got us like into this show. And I saw Carson Daly there, and he was dating Tara Reid at the time, and they were making out. I remember heavily. Off stage, like in front of everyone. Wait, and why was, didn't you try to be the the DJ from? Sanders? I was in high school. Still, you could have been plucked from obscurity. No, I was not like <laughs> I was not someone. I didn't know anything about music, and it was to me that was like Kurt Loder should be. It's, yeah, it's, to me that was like for an older person. There was that other guy on MTV where like MTV was like the young channel, like that was like the hip, and TRL. then these older VJ guys. I remember one who was like losing his hair, and he kept. Combing every year, he had to comb his hair more forward. <laughs> oh, wow, I forget. Matt. I forget his. There's name. a bald one for sure. That was just like oh, Matt, that guy. That, that guy Pinfield. was the rock and roll. What was his name? I don't know if it's the guy that Andrew's talking about, but the bald one is Matt Pinfield. 
Penfield. Oh yes. yeah, Matt yep. Penfield. It wasn't him, but to look I, like a bowling pin and have your name be Matt Penfield, <laughs> it was a stage name. <laughs> um, I just watched the best documentary. Is about he a serious DJ? By the way, does he work at serious? Um, all those no. guys ended up. He's a rock and roll shows. guy. Yeah, he does yeah. like a. I think he works for like a Los Angeles radio station or something. Yeah, they're all still like working. Have Kennedy. you all seen the documentary on HBO Max about Woodstock '99? No, and it's talking about how it was the clash of like whenever MTV became for the young people. Like all of a sudden, it was Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys. But at the exact same time, you had like corn and limb biscuit and it was kind of like a battle for who was going to take over mtv and that's why woodstock like at some point the mtv vjs just had to be like bust out because people were throwing trash at them oh yeah being like fuck you like they had this hilarious shot of carson daly trying to cover woodstock and he was just like okay we're here at woodstock and like like, the war zone and like all the corn fans were throwing like lit trash at him oh my god and then they ended up just burning it down yeah. Yeah, no. It was, it was like an original fire fest. <laughs> Noah burnt that shit. Yeah, down. Noah started it. <laughs> Did you go, Noah? No, I was I think I was too young for that. The other night we were trying to look for a uh, documentary to watch. Yeah. And Carla and I have different tastes in TV for sure. <laughs> we we really? we we ended up watching Afterlife and we both love it. But we started out, I was trying to watch Icarus. Have you seen that? Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday. Yeah, okay. I don't, still don't know what that is. Did you watch Yellow Jackets? No, it's too suspenseful. I don't need to be <sighs> suspended. I watched two episodes last yeah. night. It's a lot. It's a lot, right? Whew. Yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Is it funny? Uh, there's some comical parts to it because it's so yeah. a lot. If you if it, that makes sense, are there yellow? Do they wear? Um, they're that's like, their soccer team. I know, but like, are there like sportswear? Is it like black and yellow? Black and yellow? I think it <laughs> might be blue and yellow for some reason. Really? Is it like? Is that a part of it though? Like they all wear their like jackets? No, they just start out as a <laughs> soccer team. Okay, that, and then you know the plane crashes. Yeah. You know that. So why yellow jackets? That's that the name spoil? of their team. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and that's what they have to eat. They have to eat bees to stay alive. Yeah, one at a no, time. No, but I... Um, bit by bees. It reminded me of... Uh, bees bit by humans. <laughs> that's the spinoff man. The drummer quit bit by bees, and he went into a side I project. I of, read about that. Yeah. yeah, I know. And he died at Woodstock 99, though. Oh, my God. From yeah. of, of burning... Uh, flaming trash. I already, trash I already choked on Carson Daly's sideburns. <laughs> Remember sideburns were so big on the Brit. Oh, oh Priestly yeah, frosted had, tips. Loved oh, it. tips were big. Yeah, I did. I did. He I put out the fires with his frosted <laughs> tips. That's how frosted were... tips were invented. <laughs> so stupid. Wait, okay. I just have to say there was this plane crash. Um, kind of when we were traveling, me and Emil, I was showing you guys because Emil's uh interested in morbidity as well. Like yeah. he's a nine eleven head, but he likes to look at like this the sadness of it and like how insane it was. And like whenever I see like some footage of like there's a woman in the, they, they just discovered this really scary thing or like someone on mm-hmm. the phone like crying. I always send it to him to be like, isn't this fucked up? So when we were traveling, there was this plane crash of this um, famous, I think Brazilian singer, pop oh, star. Oh yeah, yeah. And they showed her plane wreckage. Pipula. Um, I forget her name. 
I, it's sad that I forget her name, but she's really, really, I mean, had millions and millions of followers. And she had put out this Instagram story right before she crashed of her walking on the plane and being like, oh, I'm on a diet and like I have to eat like this now. And she's like bo- on the plane eating. And she has this ch- black and white checkered jumpsuit, like whole thing that she's wearing. It's very, you know, a discernible fabric. And then they show the plane wreckage. And you can't see bodies, but you can see the the checkered jumpsuit. Oh my! Like God. within the rubble, like you can just see parts. Did you buy of it, it on Poshmark? Immediately, I go. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, I. Uh, it's so old school. It has I wanted holes the original one. They were like, it's kind of bloodstained and has fragments of bone. Oh, and I'll get it um, out. Plain. Uh, Bloodstain performed at Lollapalooza '99. So bad. They're badass. Wait. So then, yeah. So you saw this. So I said to myself, death. okay, I never once. To be discernible in a plane wreck. Like if I ever die, I, so on planes, I never want to wear something that is like so vividly oh. bright. Is that so why that you wear gray leather now? You <laughs> look like a seat. <laughs> That's why I always wear, um, I'm trying to think of like, yeah, a maroon canvas to look like a suitcase. Um, yeah, why don't you want to be discernible though when you're Because I death? don't want people, because I look at, this wreckage like yeah. i look at car crash i don't know why i'm morbid i just like seeing the aftermath when it's like oh my god it's like a person kind of exploded i know that's gross and i don't really want to see them i don't want to see it happen i want to see the aftermath i don't know why it just well it's like the show uh kamikaze which i'm surprised so good i hated that because i don't want to see we don't want to talk about what that's okay, about in yeah. any way yeah even though the opening scene is literally what the thing I'm avoiding people, but people just got to watch that. It's yeah. so good. You have to see it. So when we were boarding the plane, Emil was wearing the same kind of checkered, like houndstooth black and white. Oh. Like remember that jacket he had? Yeah. And I was like, dude, you got to take that off because what if we crash? And so we put it in the above. And so now it's like a new ritual for me. To, if I'm wearing something discernible, I have to put it away from me. And then I convince myself <laughs> the plane won't crash. <laughs> And I never take a picture of myself flying private, like where I'm like posing in front of the plane, because that's always yeah, can that's be used jinx. against me to be like, she thought she was so cool and then she died. Yeah, like, it doesn't look good to brag about the thing that killed you. For sure. You know For when someone's sure. like, oh, like they're doing shots and then they get they get into a car crash where they kill someone and you're like, well, that's a different thing. But you're you could die in so many ways. It's like you should never take a photo again. You know, it's like. Oh, it's always you died before doing this, you know? Like, yeah, it's like that Mitch Hedberg joke where he's like, when people say, like, this is a picture of me uh, when I was young, every picture, uh, this is an, this is an yeah. old picture of me. Every picture of you is an <laughs> old picture of you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mitch Hedberg, it's so fun to just read his quotes. We got to get to the news, but if you want to have a, a fun little day, just um, read his jokes, pull up like a, a Mitch Hedberg quotes webpage and just read. It's so fun. All right, what do you got, Andrew? You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. You haven't heard it here second, I'll tell you that. This is the first time you're going to hear it. There's no way in hell you heard it anywhere else. Have all the swells out there. It is Wednesday, so you all know what that means. It is a Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Research is... Research... Research... Huh? Or is that the chair? It's the chair. Oh, I got to move the chair up. No, or it's a great excuse for... Yeah. No one will ever know. Yeah, this chair smells. Uh, research <laughs> finds that watching 24.5 hours of TV a week or 3.5 hours a day can increase your risk of developing dementia. 
Team concluded that watching television itself may not be damaging to the brain. Instead, a high amount of hours spent in front of a TV creates long periods of sedentary behavior that passively distracts the brain and prevent people from engaging in other stimulating activities. So isn't Wait, what the about phone? TikTok? Yeah, our phone is going to fucking kill all of us. And what if you're watching the TV? What if you're watching the TV on your phone? Oh, that's a good point. How I don't I don't even get close to three and a half hours. But, you, on, but on our phones, I feel like. But I'm it's reading the same on my shit. phone. I'm actually taking like I I'm I'm constantly reading on my phone. If what, I'm the on the captions my phone. of a dance. No, <laughs> I don't go on Instagram ever to just like scroll. And I don't scroll on Instagram. Stuff. I probably look at six things and then I I just yeah. post like. It's rare, or that's I what will... you're supposed to do: post and get out of there. Yeah, that's the healthy way. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like three and a half hours, especially during COVID, everyone's Mary. gonna have dementia. Yeah, I mean, Reddit is where I spend most of my time, and that is a little bit of doom scrolling of just like it's endless, and I can't <laughs> get out of it. Sometimes where I'm like, oh, this is like TikTok, but it's always before bed, and so my sleep interrupts it. But where TikTok, when people are on it during the day, you can just keep going because you're still awake. But I do feel like you could have a different mm-hmm. kind of reading. Like there's. There's numb reading too, like like watching a reality show versus watching like something that you're actually interested in, mm. as opposed to reading Reddit, which is just like kind of like, uh, wow, but a I, man I've, fell in a well. Oh, no, wow. well, I, yeah. Reddit, I get actual information, and it's like I feel like Reddit to me, and I don't know that it's like this way for everyone. Yes, there are dumb pictures and there's dumb memes and stuff, but I actually like it because it's informative and it, mm. like reading. You know when they say you should read fiction because you get to like experience someone else's life and like inside someone's brain. And I think a lot of Reddit is people like commenting about their lives and like sharing like their experiences. And so I get a, I, I feel like I learn a lot. But every baby boomer, like woman that like watched soaps like during the day, they're all gonna have dementia then. Like plenty of people have watched that much television right. that is from that generation. I'm so scared of dementia, but it's gonna get us all. Because we're living so much longer. Not if you do puzzles. Puzzles. <laughs> you guys do. Say that's what helps. That's what I say, but I feel like that's been disproven. That puzzles. Helps. Sudoku. You, you heard that on the tender bar the other night, and that was from the 70s. <laughs> See, that's like. This is where I get all my news. From, from, the from Ben Affleck movies? <laughs> um, no, I, there's this new game called Wordle. It's so freaking fun. And um, there's only one a day, and this guy like made it for his wife. How does it play? It's not an app either. You go to just Google Wordle. Um, it, you'll see. It's a word game, but it's really fun. And you can only do one puzzle a day. Puzzle. Puzzle. And um, <laughs> I also do crossword puzzles. And that that's mindless too, by the way. I mean, it makes you feel smart. Like, oh, and you're thinking of words. You're you know analyzing things. But man, I used to be addicted to crossword mm-hmm. puzzles and p- play for three hours a day. And that, and I wasn't accomplishing anything. I wasn't really. Have you ever done? Have you ever filled out the Sunday one? And then the hard one? No, I've gotten through the. I've done the Saturday. I've gotten Monday through Saturday. But uh, I'm right now. I'm so you lose it, you know. But when I was doing three hours a day, I got to the Saturday and I felt accomplished. And then, um, no, right now I can probably get through it Wednesday. But that's that would be iffy. You would feel like you would only have a limited amount of words, though. Like that, mm-hmm. just because you're doing it enough. There are so many words, dude. So many. I'm so bad at those. It's fucking not about thi- can... knowing words. It's about knowing how crossword puzzles can trick you. Like okay. how it's it's knowing the crosswordies. You know what I'm good at? Finding mm-hmm. the word inside letters. That is the dumbest. Yeah. Word searches. Yeah. 
Those are so. Those so, are. Wonder if that's gonna help you with. Oh yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> it causes it. <laughs> I don't understand when there are Nikki old was women in, with word searches. I play. Nikki I was it. in a crossword puzzle. Yeah, I was in a crossword. Oh, inside the Glazer, the famous Glazer, yeah, comedian. comedian. Oh, whoa. famous Glazer, com- yeah, uh, Glazer of stand-up comedy. I'm trying to think who else it could, it could be. have been Al- Alana, but it was S E R, not Z. Or John Glazer, but it was, you know, five oh, yeah, le- five John letters. Glazer. No, the K's matched up with something else. Yeah, so they did. That's how you know. The other K? Okay, <laughs> all right. About 44% of couples say sharing a bed made them question their relationship. Are you afraid of moving in with someone because you'd have to share a bed all the time? No, I like going to sleep next to someone. No matter who it is. Just anything. <laughs> anyone. Anything. No, actually, Kirsten staying here was awesome, and I like sharing a bed with her. Um... You know, I enjoy both, but I think that having a king size bed would yes, uh, negate that. I think a queen size bed is too yes. small for two people. You're going to end up touching. Way too small. I mean, Take a king bed me. literally like I've never had that much space even in my own bed. When you were in your queen bed, did you sleep in the middle or did you stay to the side? Side. I only use a twin size bed chunk of my bed. No, I times. like sleeping in a little bed though. by myself. Is that weird? Like I really enjoy it. Ugh, a little bed, a little it. bed. Well, I like sleeping in a little coach seat in the back of a plane by myself. <laughs> That's like my best sleep sometimes too. Yeah. So I get it. Um, um, I can't so stand according a twin to new, bed. So one partner yeah. troubles. So what? Because it reminds you of the one that dad. <laughs> <laughs> when I go home, I have a freaking twin <laughs> bed. That's what they got for me. I think uh, it's just, you associate it with being home. Yes, and I and hate it kid. because I, I roll off. Like, I don't know oh, what's whoa. happening. And But in my queen bed with my boyfriend, I still I sleep in like the crack in between the wall. And the bed. Oh, yeah, I got nothing. You're trying to roll off in there yeah. too, but the wall stops you. Yeah, if those walls could wall. talk. Well, she grew up without walls. Yeah. <laughs> she just grew up in a twin bed inside of four <laughs> down in West barn. County. And you just put her last name into <laughs> That's how she got her name. Her mom looked around and said, Forrester. That's <laughs> how so she got her last name? Yeah. They pick they pick their last names out in the South. Yeah, yeah they pick it out by looking at things. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dave Tree. Jim Bush. <laughs> Jim Bush. You stared at a beer? Layer beer can. <laughs> um, was your daddy a beer can? Wait, tell yeah. me about the <laughs> daddy with a beer can. Tell me about sex in the king size bed. And like it, is it less often because it's all the way across? I, I And do, is there cuddling that happens in a king size bed? Like what's is it great for a relationship? Do you recommend it? Do you have a big king size comforter? Uh, we do have a big. We got all the big things. We got big. King, you know, kings have their own pillows. I learned that. <laughs> that seems stupid. King pillows. They're but wider. I get it. it has to cover the whole thing if you're making a bed. Yeah, and you want yeah, it to look nice. exactly. Mm-hmm. Because it looks weird if it's three with one coming off the side. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, it it makes cuddling a choice. So then, therefore. It's like more romantic or like it means more because you have to travel a Queen foot. Queen size beds don't like make you cuddle though. I, that guy, no, no, they do not. But no, but you, I know. But I know you're right. It does I'm make it a choice. I'm telling you if you laid in the bed like. You have to buy like a ticket to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be intentional. Yeah, you got to get a Euro path. 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 Euro rail. You got to get on the path train. Path. Um, I see dead people. I don't know why. Okay, so yeah. Well, and if you're in a fight, a quick king size bed is great because it can create, like, you don't have to touch the person. And can your bed? Will you feel the other person move? No, not oh, on this yeah. bed. Mm. It's unbelievable. Like you really, you're just in your own world. 
Um, but I do think, yeah, I think it, it, it can cause you not to cuddle and cause you to like almost feel like, are we even dating? Because I didn't even touch you last night, like yes. at all. Yes. Uh, sex. Um, I do think it probably does hinder like, because you have to like instigate more. So maybe there's more pressure to meet. Like meet up, yeah. <laughs> you text her and was like, "Hey, you want to meet in the middle of the bed? Yeah, it's like eating minutes. dinner on a long table. Yeah, I'll meet meet you over. Yeah, yeah be like, you gotta play telephone just to fuck your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> hey, will you tell my girlfriend I want to fuck her to the to the queen pillow? <laughs> the bed bug has to travel across. Yeah. And go, <laughs> That's what bed bugs are. Hey, hey, like this. I just give her a cup. I give her a cup with a long string. I'm like, hey, I want to go down on you. She's like, what? You want pudding? It echoes. <laughs> there is less stress though if you have to get up in the middle of the night, so then you don't feel like you're gonna wake them. That's another great thing. Yeah. And you could be on your phone, and you can be literally five feet away from them, and like. Also, social distancing. You don't give them COVID or yeah. herpes. Yeah. You know? That's no, but great. No, but like being on your phone, which I think causes a ton of stress for me. We've talked about this before, about if someone's sleeping, it's two in the morning, you can't sleep. Mm-mm. What do you do? What do you do when you can't sleep? And it's I go two- on my phone because their eyes are closed. But you don't think the light is going to wake up? I put them? it dim. <laughs> I put it dim. Do you not put it dim? <laughs> I dim it. Yeah, I put it dim and I put my headphones on if I need to listen to something. It's never an issue. Really? And I'm not swiping like on my phone. I'm not like like shaking the bed. It's just like you would never be able to tell. That's a good point. I think you feel constantly guilty about being on your phone. Like like you're doing something nefarious. I just don't want to wake them. But why would you wake them if you just get your phone and go like this? I don't know. Also, watching TV. Do you put the TV on? Mm. That's another stress. Well, I don't have I a think. TV in my bedroom. Oh, but do you, Carla? No, I cannot sleep with any noise. I have to have the white noise on, so that would totally bug me. Mm. But if you wake up in the middle of the night, you're never stressed that you're going to wake up your partner. There's not. I, I feel. Like I have to literally jump over him to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you pull your bed away from the wall so you can get up? Does she wake up really easily? Is that the thing? No. Well, not. Mm. Not really. She just has to wake up earlier than me, and I think that's another stressful oh, thing. Yeah. yeah, I just I never worry about people waking me up because I can get right back to sleep if I'm tired enough. And if yeah, and Chris like he is sleeps so heavy, and if he does wake up, he's just like, and he just like leans over and like puts his face out, and we just like kiss, and then he just goes back to sleep. Really, <laughs> it's that's really cute. cute. He'll just like wake up and be like. We kiss and I'm just like, it's so cute. That is cute. So sometimes I do kind of purposely wake him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, that's how I got him to say I love you. It's the first time. (laughs) God, he's so cute when he's asleep and when he's like waking up, he's just like a little little baby. I just love like a sleepy boy who's just like, oh, I am in the room. Like I'm a little like they, they're like kind of like puffy and they're like swollen. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, baby, I love it. Their hair is like just like a little bit disheveled and they're just they're just so vulnerable. Yeah, you're just like oh, and they're kind of like I don't know. It's like you like when they're sick. It's the same kind. Yeah, of they're yeah. vulnerable so. and they're just sweet. They're so sweet. They're like little babies. <laughs> Um, okay, do you have another news story or do we got to go to break C? Oh, yeah, let's go to break, break and then let's come back with Why Do I Care? And I'm, I'll share my own headline.
Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was 
before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. We're back from break, and um, we're going to do Why Do I Care? Why Do I Care? Well, I care because this is about me. Um, my sister sent me this. A lot of people have asked about this as well. Um, a lot of fans. Someone just sent into the show something about this. Um, my sister caught it. I guess she's at some... I don't know where she was. But is this her house? Oh, yeah, it is her house. Okay, so this is on Bravo on Watch What Happens Live. Carl Radke from Summer House was playing the game with Andy Cohen where it's like you tell a truth or a lie and then mm -hmm. Andy has to guess whether it's a lie or a truth. And this is Carl's. Or not, Carl was once hit on by Amy Schumer during her set at a comedy show fundraiser and she gave him her numbers after the show. Okay, now Amy is a huge Bravo fan. Um, then would he have told us this? Uh, I'm going to say it's true. I heard the story, I'm going to say false. Awesome. It's false. Okay, He hits him on the head. He goes, it's actually Nikki Glaser and hits him on the head. Yeah, so he, he says that Amy Schumer once hit on me at a uh, charity show and gave me her number. And then um, they all say false and it was false. And he goes, it was false. It was Nikki Glaser. And I was like, no, I didn't. I met Carl at a that some show. You were there. It was the show where they brought on uh, an F boy, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Show. Yes, and um, what's her name? Mary. Mary. Beth Barone. Beth Barone. Yes. Um, it was at her show, and they brought an F boy. He was the F boy of yeah. the show, and it was like, yeah, fuck boy revival or something yeah. is the name of it. And I did a stand up set, and I saw him backstage. He's very handsome, very tall, and I had no idea who he was. It was the first night I met Hannah Burner too. I had no idea who she was. And um, I'd never seen Summer House. And he was just, he he seemed excited. He knew who I was. He seemed excited to meet me. He was like really smiley and nice and like focused on talking to me. And like, mm -hmm. and like he was just, in, I was just like, who is this handsome guy who was like, seems to be into me. I was thrilled by it. And then, um, and then I saw him be the fuck boy. And I was kind of like, mm. but still was like, oh, he's, he just seemed to like, I was like, I stand by it. He was uh, charming. Yeah, he's a and, handsome guy. Um, he's got a great smile. But then I wrote to Carl, and I go, I did not give you my number. I would never do that. I remember when I give people my number. And he wrote back, um, <gasps> what did he write back to me? He goes, he, I said, you, uh, Carl, uh, Carl Radke. Okay. I said, I didn't give you my number. If I did, you asked for it. He said, LOL, I asked you to autograph the set list. 
and then I wrote on the set list my number. So I did. Ah. And that does seem like a move I would make. Yeah, it's so a good I, move. So I didn't remember it, but um, yeah. Did he I stand call by you? I think he texted me. That's why we, we have each other's numbers, I think. Um, he never like asked me out or anything, but mm-hmm. um, thank God, because I, I soon realized he's, you know, he drank a lot. And I was at a point in my life where I didn't drink. I and guess I, you're both, yeah. it's both true. Like, you did give him your number, but the circumstances are, like, he asked for your autograph. And I wasn't hitting on him. I was, he was the one that came up to me, and yeah, if, I don't know, if, I'm flattered if someone thinks I was hitting on them. I'm usually terrible at that, but it was nice to get my name dropped on Bravo, even though it was me <laughs> being desperate for yeah. Carl Radke, who's now dating Lindsay from Summer House. Uh, Which, good luck to them. That'll yeah. last until the, you know, three-fourths the of the over. season. Yeah. Next season when they need a, you know, story plot arc. point. Yeah. When the house turns into a rehab. But they seem really good for each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did you say? You said autumn, autumn, autumn rehab. rehab house. <laughs> Can't wait for autumn rehab house where actually Kyle dates Carl. <laughs> They're going to run out of like, yeah, 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 yeah. Those, those. Um, I mean, they kicked Hannah off, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Hannah. It was the best thing that ever happened to her in the long run. Honestly. Everything's meant to happen. Um, all right. Well, it's Wednesday, so we're going to play a Wild Card Wednesday game. Um, this is a game I invented, I think. <laughs> oh. It's the so it's the text oh. game. Oh. I, maybe I invented I don't remember. Maybe someone asked me to sign a set list and I came up with it. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> the exact origin. But it's a fun thing that you can do if you have an iPhone. I don't know if it's on Droid. But it's predictive. Droid. You used a predictive text, and Carlisle could not, for the life of her, figure out how to do it. But what you do is, <laughs> so you pull up someone you would text. For me, it'll be Noah. Okay. Yeah. And then you type in "Hey," all right. And then you there's three boxes of predictive text underneath that, <laughs> right? And then you just start blindly pressing the three of them any in any order you want. It is fun. I mean, the... This one is not good. No? No. Mine's not good. Hold on. And then you see what your phone thinks you talk like. And mine is like, I played this so much the other night that it kind of got fucked up. Um, So I just want to start over on this one. So I'm going to start with hey, and then I'm just going to blindly... Yeah, this phone knows that I don't know a lot of words. Like, my (laughs) phone... All right, so I just did it. It goes, hey, day. Thank goodness. Who is this for? Uh, this was going to be sent to you. Well, just send it to me and I'll read it. Okay. And then Noah will have to read this one. It means a lot what I just read. Okay, so this is this is Andrew's <laughs> phone. And this is really fun to play with your friends because it sounds like a bot you. Yeah. Hey, Day, thank goodness. Thank you. Thank you, sweet, for ping me to thank you for ping. Thank you. Thank you, sweet buddy. I love you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me up. Thank goodness for me. Your heart thank me all. Um, I'm going to say thanks a lot. <laughs> You know? uh, he's a very grateful guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, these are some of Carlisle's. <laughs> hey, Day JJ, can I do not that to be able with my family to get my life done with the holidays so I'm not getting ready for the next day and I'm so grateful to be able to love and to do tonight what please yesterday was the day before the day of my family life. And my life is getting better now, but I'm getting back in the back of my family life now, getting in the worst day in life and I can get it to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote back to her. Why do I feel her. like that's Carlisle's memoir? 
Like, doesn't it sound like it, it does? It, it really captures an essence of you, and it changes for each person you would text. Uh, and then I wrote back to her, hey, I got back in about a week, and I can do it tomorrow if I get back in the back next day. And then I have a call. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank me. Thank love you. Thank you for your support for me. Thank you. So sweet. You please, please thank me. So grateful. I have a family. <laughs> Merry Thanksgiving holidays. Love, love. Thank love for all my life. You have so grateful to. So grateful to be grateful to have my life with family and family. Christmas life is getting back to me. It's grateful to have life. Christmas life. <laughs> I do feel like our phones say thank you a lot. They have grateful in there. I, I don't know if it's, if and they're it's recent. as personal as I thought. Huh? Well, they're no, recent because it's all about Christmas and Thanksgiving. Noah, and will you read what I just wrote to you? Okay, yes. Hey, babe, I just got off the drive through the door. So sorry, babe. Babe, I don't have time for tomorrow to drive back home. I can get a ride home, the house, and YL drive back by then. I'll drive back home, the house, tomorrow. Thanks. Thank you for sending. <laughs> I mean, that is the gist <laughs> of how I talk to Noah. It's kind of like a bot. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 definitely like sometimes it's fun to actually pick out of the three because then it's a little bit more. I do that at the beginning and then I go crazy. So I'm going to write dad to my dad. Dad. Dad said is. Yes, I guess. Oh, no. It said babe to my dad. Fuck. <laughs> dad said, yes, I guess. I think I don't want you to. LOL. I thank you so much, babe. I think you're doing it right now with me and you have to have a oh good Lord. job. And I guess I think I can have you back to work with me and you have then. It's <laughs> <laughs> so fun for some reason. Man, so can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. Is it racist? Oh, gosh. For someone to do an impression of anime cartoons. If they're a white person. Yeah, like any anime? Well, anime is generally, like, uh, let's say Japanese anime in, ja like, doing an impression of what Japanese Do sounds I like to an so? American, uh, to an English-speaking person, Isn't a white there person. is a whole festival for that called Comic-Con? No, okay, not dressing up like it, doing the doing verbal, the doing the voices of anime from per someone who doesn't speak Japanese and kind of, like, you know, freestyling Japanese. I don't think so. However, I'm not the general public for some reason. I though. don't know why. I played this thing last night. My friend did and it, it does an impression of anime and it's so funny and I can't share it with the world because Carlisle and Chris were like, you'll get canceled because you, now I can talk about it that there's a video. It's like the fucking apprentice tapes of Trump. Apparently there's somewhere where he, like he's not getting canceled because it's apparently there might, I might have a recording of my friend doing an, a perfect, hilarious impression of anime. It's so funny. It is unreal how good it is. Yeah. And I can never share it with anyone because I might get canceled. I mean. And I think, and the thing is, I said, if I don't share it because I'm like, Japanese people, I don't want, this can only be for my white friends. How racist is that? I want to share it with the world. Well, here's the thing. I but don't, I I don't think Japanese be, people Anime is funny and they don't it. talk, anime people do not talk differently i'm not making fun of japanese people i'm making fun of it's not even making fun of it's just what it sounds like and if the anime was italian we could do that all day long no one would care right well right. there's this guy that uh, this is really fascinating and it kind of brings me to what i was talking about um man who does gibberish of different languages let me just pull this up because this is pretty awesome like um, if someone did a jewish cartoon i wouldn't give a shit like at all. So this is a guy. This is what languages sound like. So this is pretty good, and this is good for um, audio. So here we go. This is a guy that I saw on like, um, you know, Instagram or something. 
This is what languages sound like to foreigners. What English sounds like to non-English speakers. Do silly to gimbal clarinder? There's a Terry Hall van. The locks does decide the Nolder Gaur yaps here. And Lang. But is next to taste Denfor or Lapster? What Espanol sounds like to non-Spanish speakers. Bueno, el lato cerrojarril sellos la pumultad. No, ya habían los centenos más rusículos por dar. El huerpo gusano tiese lo que hicieron. It's all gibberish. Yeah. What Arabic sounds like to non-Arabic speakers. Puritu kulhaji kalasi halla yakpur. Havkar es mood. All gibberish. Karduf, sabah, hajumalakash habil. Wahti yad al-has al-habil say altu harol. Insha'Allah. Salmohandil nawad bulletna dila mulya alam. Beh, da'ayla wakna al-mas. Hedda methad al-ayarakus had al-hedd. What British people sound like to non-English speakers. Sepult, I have a sort of different. Yeah, I learned to send the bridge though. Don't fully as they tape, didn't it? Well, Dunny of Hanforth but it's a kite satirely. Bite it all the turn of chorus. And the parry. Begs be the discuit on holiday, Yordsmith. Sap it did set them it up for the sonnet through Leedenborough. Oh, love and trick died through Lockford and Nantabry. What French sounds like to non-French speakers. Ah, font pitié la farnace lutiquement. Oh là là! Vous souvenez les temps paralytes le pompiette? Voilà, dit un sat tricolage à tronès. Les billets de fréquence maison triste du vent saturnal. What German sounds like to non-German speakers. Kanton Philichten zitte ich te befend? Nein. Eine stolen Schlut, Franke lagen Beaver Island. Richtstein lagen oben Sprache. Sieben Fulz und Dinnsprau. What Hindi sounds like to non-Hindi speakers. Guy's voice is incredible. He's amazing. What Italian sounds like to non-Italian speakers. Pecere con denollo, sole sandolino pizzato. Mia borella, turnero braccio tantomini. Mamma mia. Passico fermine, sarissimo, pintorino, fa sedere, tipiciamo. What Spain Spanish sounds like to non-Spanish people. Si li joyas, tios, es lo que tu me brices. Con pesa si tu la que pieces. Os lo ruego. Se puede torpear. I mean, it goes on and on. We still have a minute and 11. Does he do Asian? Does he do Asian? Yeah, here we go, here we go. That's what... Japanese sounds like to non-Japanese speakers. Hotoro kotoremas. Kiano mai keta. Kagai no kirikote. Irisata kawa isketo. Pera kaitero. Kadai sandere kadai ga. Kirikomashi botsaimasu. What Portuguese sounds like to non-Portuguese? Okay. Now Carlisle and Chris said that guy is Spanish, so he's allowed to do it. I just he's some kind of ethnicity. Yeah, but it, none but of that like, makes sense. Why? None of that makes sense. I get it. I get it that white people have privilege, and so we're not supposed to. But if if you are sounding like. The way something sounds, when is it an impression and when is it a racial mocking? Well, I, 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 I guess when you're I'm trying, trying to be sensitive, if someone's offended, I would like to know. But I just I don't think Japanese people would be offended by someone doing a fake anime. This is what we got to do. We have to you read this all the time in comments. People go, well, look at three white people talking about what a Japanese person would feel. We just got to call our Japanese friend and say, hey, is this racist? But then but it's Japanese also the context. Like the the context of that video, he's just highlighting all the different linguistic things with language. Okay, I get then, that. That's why it's not racist, and no one's calling that. Maybe one or two people might, but I didn't see any comments like that. And I read through the comments. I'm wondering if I if I were to play my white friend doing an impression of what it sounds like when she walks in and her boyfriend is watching anime and what she hears. <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny, but I can't play it for people because. It would be racist. I, I like, think it's only raised when we're like talking about it this much. N- well, that's the thing. <laughs> like, well, I think yeah, if you I, just played it, I've I don't think. I changed my take on it. I think you should play but it. But I, I think that. Well, I, I don't want to because I don't want to get canceled. Don't but say I, who the friend is. I, well, I don't. I could get canceled just by playing it because it's, it's my audio. Also, that I what own. if you just said uh, she was Asian before we even did this? Exactly. You know? I, I thought about doing that, but that's a lie, and I don't lie. No, I know, I know. I'm but just it saying would be interesting. The, the context of it. I, I think it becomes a problem. It's if, about. Anime. It's not about. Yeah. It's, it's about, about the style of anime yes. more than it is 
is about the actual Japanese language. It's we, also, I'll play it for us and then we'll see. It's also then you how, can take it out how specific it is. It's just too good. Do you good. know what I mean? Like, like if you're going like, hello. Here we go. That was great. That was not racist at all. Because it's specific. I think at some point she does like a... Like she did, like a, a African. Thing. Yeah, well, that was. Yeah. I don't know what she was doing. Dude, that one tribe in the middle Maybe of Africa. Maybe it was someone knocking on the door in that. Yeah. No, my the thing anime. is that it's specific. So, like, I have a joke where I make fun of one gay guy, and I do his voice, and I'm not like, "Hey, huh? you know," like it's I not. I do too. Yeah. When, when you generalize it then it starts becoming more racist because then you're putting everyone in the same box of the Asian. So if you're doing like, oh, I eat rice, you know, like yes, that kind of shit, yes. that's racist. That's not racist to me. And I think, I would say if we called any Japanese, they would not think that's a specific thing. It was just making fun of how in Japanese stuff that there's always like a little girl and like an old man and they're all, and then yeah. the, the she's always making her voice yes. go up this high. And I guess she could do it in... English, but it just wouldn't be maybe as funny because to 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 someone who doesn't speak Japanese, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, but I think it's just and it is a talent to years. be able to mock a language, like not mock a language, but uh, do a language like that guy did, like do gibberish of a language that sounds real. But it's years of and Conan of does white people fake Armenian making fun of Asians, like with and not seeing yes. them as human, like the same way as like. You know, like, let's say, you know, even if it is specific, it might be a problem. Like, if someone did blackface, and then they're like, no, I just did Michael Jordan. Like, I'm doing Michael Jordan. I'm not doing all. But because of the history of it, it doesn't matter if you're just doing a, a one person. So it depends on the history of it, too. Like, we don't have a history of, like. Yes. I get that. Also, like, you know, we dropped a bomb on Hiroshima. Like, like there's history of us, like, right. actually killing Asian people. So, like, that's why. Like, if 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 we dropped a bomb on Italy and then twenty and years Asian later, there's Asian hate stuff going on constantly. Yeah, that's I get that. Like that. But that being said, you, I think they have a sense of humor and be able to laugh at it. Laugh mm -hmm. at that. I and, wonder. If like, I even... hate when we like think like, oh, they couldn't have a sense of humor about. Like, I think that's fucked up too. It's like, right. oh, they couldn't handle the joke because Asian people probably make fun of anime. Yeah, they probably make fun it's of how a certain you style. talk. Well, they definitely make fun of how I talk. Everybody does. Yeah, I can see an Asian person being like, oh, I grew up in the forest. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> I'm going to name myself. So out. this is Conan talking fake Armenian. <laughs> to another Armenian person. Yes. Oh, but that but that changes the context too because he's talking to an Armenian person. It's right. kind of like with Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry did a whole episode on him saying the Japanese oh, yeah. word. Final thought. That's what I kind of like about Curb is that it addresses the thing that could get you canceled. But it's like, wait, can we ask why this would get me? Like he he like goes into it. 
he runs yeah. into the thing that everyone's like not talking about. I feel really dirty when I have a tape that I'm like playing for my white friends and I go, oh, I want to play this on my podcast. And they go, no, 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 you can't. That's just for, I, I, that's just for us yeah. whiteies. It's like, well, this feels like some kind of, that feels wrong yeah. to have this thing that I'm not allowed to share. But if it, I see what you're saying. If it were to put something out there that would make, would uh, justify people's blind hatred towards yes. a sub, uh, another uh, sub, not sub, but like another people, then yeah, like it wouldn't be good. But I don't think that's what that was doing. It was just like, no. it just sounded like the thing. It, yeah, It was not, it, that. yeah, that is so and far someone could from- say, but it was just gibberish and you were just making fun of, you were doing a fake eight. Okay, what could, about but what this? was that guy doing? What about a white person that grows up in Japan and has- and speaks Japanese like like there's what this, do you mean he'll have a Japanese accent and he's no, a white but he's person not doing gibberish Japanese which is like kind of making it seem like it's just this goofy sounding language like we're I think that Japanese people if if some people do mock Japanese yes. and you and do the voice like oh all it's always sounds like you know you've heard of certain languages it always sounds like they're screaming I'm not saying that about Japanese but like certain languages you know um it always why are they always screaming or whatever and it's like Cause that's just what it sounds like to us. Because we only, because I speak one. I'm realizing that it's me being ignorant because I don't know this language. So are you just? I don't like the idea of never addressing something because it's going to possibly offend someone. It's better to be like, hey, does this is a thing I've noticed? Can we talk about it? And yes. I just don't like this world of like, oh, I can only say this in in a safe space because I I otherwise. Then that to me is racist. If you're hiding, yeah, then things. the safe space is somehow racist because, <laughs> because you know there are people that say the n word in private. Yeah, and then they they are outside that world. They they ne they never say it. Does that make it right? Because they never you should never say it ever. And if you like, or you say it everywhere, or but, yeah, or just be my, honest with yourself, and then we can address it. Because it, if you take the things you do out in private, out in public, that's where people can correct it and be like, "Here's why that's offensive." So I guess that's kind of what I'm asking: is um, explain to me why that is offensive, and I can see why it could be. Yeah, I just think like with Curb and how he does it, he does it in a way though that like it's almost like a cheat code to then have laughter from racism or anti-semitism with having the the guise of being like oh no i'm just i'm joking about it but i he almost buffers it in a way that makes it safer for him to make that joke which is fine and i think it makes it more palatable and able to have a discussion rather than dude 90 most people could just handle the joke without it having to be like spoon fed like politely you know what i mean i just don't like living in a world where we have to act like we're all the same like it's my joke about like when you see a dog with wheels for legs you can be like oh my god what happened to it but if you see a person with a wheelchair in a wheelchair you have to be like i don't see it yeah. right, uh, right you're nothing's different about you it's like yes there is that doesn't mean you're a bad person you speak japanese and i don't know understand what it sounds like but i don't think less of you because of that but if there's a connotation that yes. they are taking from that or dumber people take from our talk about it like oh that makes them less than then that's a problem if i'm like instigating that but from where i'm coming from i don't think i'm better or less than anyone ever ever because of but black people have a different skin tone than me for me to not acknowledge that their skin is darker and to act like no we're all the same color i don't see color that is to me stupid but that's me talking as a white person where the color of my skin 
doesn't affect me from, you know, in my day to day life. Mm-hmm. So obviously I don't, I'm, I realize that I'm talking from a, you know, an ignorant perspective, but I don't think the solution is acting like things aren't there mm-hmm. or that some things don't sound different or funny to me because they're different. And I think it is hilarious to hear what like white people say, or, you know, not white people, but like English speaking, you know, or yeah, like what English speaking people sound to people who don't speak English. I think it's funny. I think it's growing up. Because we sound ridiculous. I think it depends how you, how it, it's to what you said. It's like, how, how do you grow up? How many actual like black people have you been around? How many Asian people have you actually been around? If you're just... Kind of going off generalization. But I haven't been around that many Japanese people. So am I not allowed to have an opinion of someone who's, as someone who's not been around the Japanese culture in a real way, I'm not allowed to say that based on my lack of experience around Japanese culture, this is what it sounds like to me. Isn't that okay to say? Yeah, it should be. Yeah, I think so. I'm just saying that that's... Because I'm acknowledging I don't know what I'm talking about. So as someone who doesn't know what they're talking about, this is what it sounds like to me. That doesn't mean I think I'm better than anyone. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. It's like, just because you don't... I can't help that I haven't... I mean, I I guess I can help it. I could expose myself to more and I'll get on that. But then, then, okay, if I'm spending time spending time around Japanese culture, I'm not spending time around Chinese culture. And so now I can't comment on Chinese culture because I haven't spent a lot of time around them. Like, you could have no opinion about something that you haven't experienced their experience. But what if you acknowledge that you have it and mm-hmm. you're coming at it as a dumb person? Yeah. Then can't you comment on things I think as a you dumb can. person? I think you can. I'm just saying that these are the common arguments that like... Uh, you know, I'm not I do get it though. Feel. Like, I do get like I grew up like I didn't know that many Asian people. I remember being in New York and working at a place, and this Asian guy came up and he had a either a Southern accent or like a New York accent, and I was just like, "This is like," because you know sometimes if it's just first generation, they actually almost they sound similar to their parents, or they just don't have an accent at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Wow, this is new," and like that just shows me how like. Yeah, because you were dumb, dumb. Yeah. who thought that every Asian person should sound the same because you didn't have that much exposure to that's it. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Back home. I know so that's you can dumb. Admit, but you can admit that you're dumb. Agreed. And then or you that can I haven't experienced it. it. But, but some but would say you don't have a right to say anything because you're dumb, and it's like, well, that's stupid because. Well, I don't know if it's so much dumb; it's just not being exposed. Well, yeah, dumb, like ignorant. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. This yeah. thing, whatever you want to call but it. I but I am dumb. Like, but I get what you're saying. I'm just. I'm. All I'm saying though is like, let's say the problem is, is that. Take that person that's never heard a New York accent or like seen Asian people outside of like as a as a group, like you know some guy in Nebraska who then he talked oh they talk like ching chong ching you know whatever yeah. fuck that guy and that's the yeah, problem because that guy's not saying uh, as someone who doesn't know anything it all sounds like that so to but me. then if you play the anime he's saying they all sound if like that, that guy and. And now we're also saying a guy also, in Nebraska. Guy, that's if, another thing. If that, he hears that, how many Nebraskans vacuum, have I hung out with? It might be racist, but if he hears it cloaked within all of this bullshit—not bullshit, but like you know the way we're examining it—maybe he will open his eyes to the fact that oh, he's dumb. So like, yeah, if that is just a clip that's in a vacuum, that's like this is what anime sounds like. Like maybe it could help him hate people that are different than him more. But I just don't think that the solution is not ever to talk about it talking about it because languages that aren't your own sound funny 
Sure. When they aren't your own. They just do whether it's English, whether PTSD. it's PTSD. PTSD. It's hilarious. That's racist. And I, I we're canceled. Towards what? People that have been in accidents? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know many. But yes, no, I just, I I think what happens though, it's like when jokes, like edgy jokes or whatever, where it's like, no, they know I'm joking, but then it just, to the actual racist person, it just solidifies their point and that, oh, this comic Gives them agrees fuel with to me. The fire. They don't understand the nuance Well, that's why you have it. to couch it with a, 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 trying to have an intellectual discussion about yeah. the meaning of these things and where it actually comes from. I just... I don't know. And if you're I'm, an Asian listener, write into us. I'm not and, someone who's anti-woke culture. You know, I'll, I'll apologize for this if it offends someone. I would li- I'm would. i saying this because I would like people to inform me of whether or not it is wrong to have had this discussion, yeah. played this. Ha- if you couch your opinion about another culture that you have myopically because you're, you acknowledge that you don't know what you're talking about and you see a stereotype and you want to acknowledge like, hey, it's come to my conclusion that most of the people that I see do this thing and you couch it with, but I don't know what I'm talking about because I've never been to this country and I've never really, but does that, are you allowed to say that? I don't know. It's like with saying, the caveat like, of I, saying, don't, mean I don't know what mean, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't mean to be mean. I don't mean to be racist, but. No, but that, I'm asking. I know. I'm just saying that's what happens. Why it's do you like, have a southern sometimes accent Sometimes stereotypes are <laughs> correct. I, I know for sometimes sure. white people don't know how to dance. You know what I mean? Like sometimes stereotypes are right. White, yeah, of the, course. The white, that's why stereotypes happen. I don't, yeah, I don't. I, but I understand that you can make stereotypes about white people because white people haven't been persecuted in the way that other cultures have. So it's different to be but like. But I don't think that helps your point. Like I, when people do that and then they're like, well, you can't be racist towards white people. But then they do the same thing. They're like, well, we're allowed to do that towards white people. That doesn't help your point to me. What do you mean? Like people will go, you know, they'll make, oh, oh my gosh, I went and bought some stuff from the gap and they're like making fun of how white people talk yeah and they're like no we're allowed to do that because it's not racist towards white people but you're just but I don't you just th- said that to me that um because you said that because in the past americans have we dropped the bomb we like we yeah. targeted Jap- they have been uh you know victimized by us in the past whereas white people i'm saying we they we don't come with that context no, no, underneath I, it I, of feeling. I get that, but I don't think it helps your argument as someone that's a minority or whatever to then make fun of white people and be like, well, we get to do it. You don't get to do it because then that's going to make the white person want to do it either more or I don't think that helps your point. Mm. As a but per- as a white person, of course you feel that way. Well, I'm Jewish. <laughs> there you go. You've always got that. Okay, we have to go. Uh, That's the reason why my family converted. I'm so glad we figured everything out today. And uh, thank you for being here, Carlisle. Tomorrow we're going to have a special All Fanthrax episode to close us out for the week. Um, don't be cut and check of all trades. Mine. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. 
I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.